Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G, standing six foot two, three hundred and something pounds from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's John Gabris. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, from A Star Is Born. Abortion is healthcare. Okay, at least you're coming with some interesting thoughts. Also joining me in the High My Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur, not currently in here. Arthur feasting on his late breakfast because he wasn't hungry this morning. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios. You know him. You love him. We got Zach Poitras and Matt Kleinman. Oh, yes. Hello. Yes. In the studio. Here we are, dude. Here we are. Yes, bro. In the fucking studs, man. We got the fucking hosts of High oh, Science, no. baby. Oh, no. Gabrus, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Oh, no. God. Yeah, you're gone. <laughs> I'm obliterated. Immediately upon introducing you guys, I disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a cool that was a cool minute, 30 seconds. Though. Hell yeah. <laughs> great intro, man. Went off oh, the yeah. rails, well, but great intro. Well, guys, it's been great. People can check out your show on Discovery Plus. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure catching up with you guys. <laughs> I, I'm so stoked you guys are here. And I can't believe I haven't watched your show because algorithmically, it's like created for me. Yes, dude. The show is for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The show High Science is for you. It's uh, Basically, we just tried to come up with the most mind-blowing shit like find the most mind blowing science that was currently available and then present it to people in like a very easy to digest and cool looking way. That's fucking, I used to host a podcast called the layman, which was me talking to scientists and trying to bring that information to the listeners in a really dumbed down meathead mouth breathing way. So it's uh, this. Yeah. And we love that show. So we were like, how can we make Gabrus's show <laughs> like a Gabrus's TV show? show. <laughs> like, and, and ice him out. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. That's that, the main thing I was bringing you guys on here for was a controversial. <laughs> I'm demanding points right. on the back end no, of a Discovery no, Plus show. That's good. That's close. Um, no, this is like that's exactly what I mean. We don't pretend to be smart people. Uh, we only pretend to be smart enough to have surrounded ourselves with smart people, which is the the scientists who actually tell us real things and the researchers we have who actually share like incredible info with us. And then we're like, whoa, what? And that's um, and if it made us do that enough, then we're like, let's let's put that in the show. And then uh, you guys are your work. own audience in a weird way. <laughs> like you're you're yeah. making the show for yourselves, for which yes. I think gets you in a rich place and in, in the correct place if you're making something for yourself to watch. Now, this is a classic stoner conversation is like, did you know that this actually happens on the molecular level, on the environmental level? Or did you know this bug actually cuts its own head off right after it comes? Like all that shit is always so fucking rich and real. And to f make it into a show is a fucking genius idea do you guys are you guys science heads before this i know i know zach i know to a lesser degree but kleinman i know from following you for years that you're always doing some <laughs> weird forefront of tech comedy kind of thing you're like god knows what kind of weird fucking shit you're into these days yeah no just i'm just <laughs> just uh just programming robots i can fuck man just trying to get them so that they can like have sex like a real person you know uh yeah Hopefully that's like a season two thing we kind of yeah. get going, you know, is like climate actually gets to fuck the robots that he's been working so hard to develop. And um, it's not even part of the show at all. It's just like no. rap gift for the crew. It's like, <laughs> yeah. all these exactly. here it is, everyone. <laughs> I made it work. I finally finished. It's just hopefully whatever bump you get when you make another season just pays for Matt to get some fuck robot time. Gay straight. And we'll all don't know. worry. The robot has a whole new orifice you've never seen before. Yeah. It's for everybody. Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, no, the point uh, is not enough orifices on the human body. Um, we, uh, yeah, no, we both love science. Like, one reason Matt and I knew we'd be buds is like, and also wanted to start working on things like this is we are always were like taking the subway home in New York City and we'd just be like, dude, did you hear about like octopuses, man? Like, holy shit, dude. They're like, this one got like octopus and just talking about octopus videos and different things about octopi and stuff like that. And then like, just like letting our brains just talk about whales and other things, like just whatever thing we had just learned, I knew I could talk to Matt about it and he wouldn't like roll his eyes and be like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. And he knew vice versa. Yeah, so it was, it was all, always was, like, yeah, because sometimes you talk to people, I'm mean, like, everyone loves science, but also sometimes you got to like catch people up. Like, well, there's this thing about octopuses, which is very smart, but then there's this thing. But Zach would always like, oh yeah, because of that thing. Like, I feel like we both already were like caught up on all of the like science, I guess as if like science is a show. And we've yeah. already binged it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, we're already on the same page that, like, they got nerves throughout their whole... Their brain is a body. Right. We know that, brain man. So now body. it's, like, take it to the next level. Right, like, well, there is that, like, are you... How brushed up are you on Succession? Because I want to talk about the most recent episode. And then it's, like, how how aware are you of, like, what they're doing with cloning? Because uh, they just made a... Like, you're, like, well, I'm familiar with Dolly and the ear on the mouse. It's, like, all right, great. We got you. Well, like, let me catch... So I... I love finding, I have a, a friend like that who's like a crazy, environmental science uh, is all we talk about. Is like, we're buds, we played rugby together, I'm friends with, you know, I spent time with him and his family and his kids, but our texting is exclusively about marine biology and environmental, and like any, yeah. and so we're, 
we have like this backlog of like, remember that thing about the plastic island? Well, that's actually not as important as lowering the overall temperature of the ocean. Like all this shit is like all we're talking about. But if if we if I cold texted a dozen of my other friends, my most recent text to this guy, they would be like, all right, what the fuck is this about? Microplastics in icebergs? <laughs> like, all right, all right, you're fair, fair. No, yeah, you need a common knowledge of like ants, of, of yeah. like different kind, species of ants to jump in with Zach and I. <laughs> yeah, I, I recently asked myself the question. I was like, are there any plants that create their own heat? I was like, are there any like hot blooded plants? And I like Googled it and I found plants that do actually create their own heat to melt the snow around them so that they can be seen by birds and bees and stuff to pollinate. And it's like, that's fucking crazy. And then I immediately just texted Matt. I was like, so dude, yes, plants make heat. Yes, I did ask myself that question. I know it's coming out of nowhere, but it was like, and then Matt was like, yes, that's the kind of question I'm looking for too. Like, that's fucking, that's fucking, well, here's, here's a perfect high stoner, uh, high science. The other night, super stoned, thinking about fish that live at the bottom of the sea. I always, when I get high, can't help (laughs) but think about, Someone one time said the ocean is unexplored as outer space like yes. and I that blew my fucking mind and I, I can't get over it. And then the other day, super high, can't stop thinking, can plants grow off the bioluminescence of like the glow in the dark fish? Can they get photosynthesis from like a lantern fish's light? And that got me fuck. I didn't even Google it. It just triggered that I thought. I didn't even remember I thought of this until Zach brought up the fucking yours. I was like, oh, I recently was like pondering something about animals. (laughs) And I'm like, and now I'm like, I never looked that up. And like, that's to me, the level of science understanding and appreciation I have of like, hey, here's a huge idea. And someone's like, yeah, there's been like a dozen Netflix series about that. Or like, yeah, yeah, that's like fifth grade science, dude. And you're like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. No, no. What if like rocks were like pressed down and compressed over years and it like changed them? And people are like, that's earth science. That's literally ninth grade regions, man. You're talking about diamonds, Jonathan. Yeah, people (laughs) know about that. Yeah, man. They're (laughs) sick, man. They got blood in them, bro. Diamonds. Diamonds are rocks, man? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Why are they worth so much? I was not ready for this. Dude, I should got my wife a fucking rock on a ring, bro. Yeah, they can't tell the difference. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just tell her there's a diamond in there, and it's it's cooler to not know, okay, to not see it. The uh, it's funny, like I just immediately as you were talking about, are there plants who get photosynthesis from the bioluminescence from those creatures? I was like, I feel like they wouldn't, because then I feel like we would see some sort of type of kelp that follows them around or something like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh, the fish are just fucking annoyed as hell. Like, God, it's goddamn kelp. Whenever I turn on my light, they're just like, oh. Yeah, it's like just blink, blink, a hundred little like, uh, you know, like the kelp's like, he's moving, he's on the move. Just a floating yeah. like front lawn that follows lantern fish and like glow in the dark fish around. The lanternfish are like, don't turn your lantern on unless you really know you're going to eat something, man, because, like, you are about to just be freaking crowded by kelp. It's <laughs> annoying as hell. That would be crazy if you just turn on a light and then, like, plants, like, all just suck <laughs> towards you. <laughs> Doesn't it feel weird? Like, it feels crazy that there aren't a bunch of science shows for adults anymore. Like, well, dude, that kids our- even. Genuinely, yeah. that was our pitch for this was like, let's I mean, the high part of it, like the concept of our show, just to like 
get it out is like we are two stupid lab assistants who find a talking robotic bong in the back of our lab. And when we want to learn about something, we smoke it out of the bong. So like if we want to learn about like the moon or Neanderthals or trees, we smoke, we take a little nug labeled that, we put it in the robotic talking bong and then we smoke it and then we hallucinate like a whole journey of learning about that thing and it, and we're guided like our shaman is the robotic talking bong who's voiced by Paul Bettany. And Hell yeah. he takes us around to like witness the birth of the moon or to like go under the soil to see how trees communicate with each other or, you know, like crazy shit like that. And then we also like meet real scientists. But the whole pitch was like, this is just this dumb concept of us smoking what we want to learn about. But that's to like kind of indicate this is a science show for adults. Like there's plenty of, you know, Magic School Bus is wonderful, but it's for kids. And yeah, like yeah. Planet Earth, like obviously rocks and getting high to Planet Earth is the best. But that's kind of like for all ages and for like the whole family. But we like wanted one that was like, no, this is for adults or for like kids who think they're being naughty by watching the show that they're not supposed to. But it was so that we could like make jokes and like cuss and stuff and get into like kind of deeper shit for adults. So that really was the concept for this show. Because you're right. There's no shows. There's no science shows for adults that aren't just the straight documentary. Like, here's the footage. Yeah, or like Nova, which is great, but it's like for adults because it's like a little more boring. Right. It's yeah, a little impenetrable. Yeah. That's it. I love fucking Nova. We love Nova. I'm a big fan of Nova here. Big fan of all anything. That's the problem. Like, and it's funny. We were talking before we got on, like the parallels between your guys' projects and mine and Pally's project. But the reason we. We were like, we love travel shows. There, I watch bad ones. Yes, yeah. and like and like, I feel that way about science shows. I'm like, right. I watch the ones that aren't perfect for me because I, I don't care. Like I, I like nature and science. By the way, seems to have been com- completely conflated in like programming language, where it's like it's pretty much science educational because we show elephants at night or whatever. Yeah, you know? that's like, true. <laughs> it's like, and you're like, okay, but like. We grew up like with like five different science educators on for kids and like and like and and all this stuff. And I'm sure I don't have kids. I'm not into kids. I don't understand kids programming. I'm sure that's there's tons. It's just a little more like spread out, a little less siloed and stuff like that. But it's crazy that as we get older, there's not like. It makes total sense. No, I, uh, and dude, also, you know who needs science education the most is fucking adults. Americans. Like, adult like Americans. Adult yeah. Americans. We all need it. Are the ones like, who are like losing the thread on science the most. Scientists are oddly under attack in our country and world where like it is, it's very bizarre where scientists almost because like people will be like, oh, I don't know if I should listen to you because, you know, you this is what you st- spent your whole life studying. So that means you're kind of biased about it. And it's like, what? Like. No, 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 no. Like, they're not biased. They're experts. Like, there's a difference. And and a lot of times, and there's shitty scientists out there who make, you know, who, of course, who, like, make, you know, it, the world worse for the other great scientists. But there's so many young, awesome scientists and, like, and older awesome scientists who are just, like, doing their thing and are, we are so lucky to talk to and get to be on the show who are down for the show after we explained it to them and, like, played along and, and we talked to incredible tree scientists, like um, people who like now they're scientists who spend their time like scaling trees to study the soil up in tree branches. And like it's this great science going on out there. And it's like but we don't ever really partake or think about it or learn about it in, as adults in any sort of like 
funny way. The other thing is that every all the stoners who are loving planet Earth also love comedy. So it makes total sense for comedy and like in in science to actually interact because it's the sign usually of a curious person who's like curious and likes to laugh at different shit and like also wants to like see new things and learn new things. Uh, agree. Funny, you mentioned this early on in there too. It's like you accidentally in because it's 2023 you like accidentally made like a political stance with your show that is about just we by saying science exists you guys accidentally are like choosing a weird political side in america we're just in like such a distinct time in life where it's like it's like what you're doing now started off like if if your show came out in 1995 it'd be like well, this is fun, man. I, I, after Mr. Wizard, there's like the go- the goofy comedy one with the two stoner guys. That's fun. Now, now it comes out and it's like, well, these guys, who are they? Ta- who do they work for? Who are they? And it's like, no, no. What's no. the agenda <laughs> here? What are you trying to brainwash me with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it. It felt it. It feels like by making this show now, you're weirdly like it's more helpful or more. There's something more uh, magnanimous about making it now when you're like, we just are like comedy and science and weed. And we thought it would. (laughs) And now instead, you guys are like (laughs) going to end up being like conscripted into the water wars on the side of the the real reality or whatever it's called, whatever our whatever. However, we delineate the sides in the water wars. You guys will be recruited because like these are the science educators of our time. (laughs) (laughs) They listen to the scientists. Yeah. Is it true you gave the scientists a voice to be heard by multiples? What is your, what, why? What are you trying to They said hello to scientists. And as you know, over here, we say au revoir, scientists. That's right. Wait, you speak French? You're on the science team now. (laughs) No. But there, like, I remember a a few years ago, eight years ago, podcasts were popping off. Everyone loved hardcore history. Sure. And oh, it was yeah. ju- and it was just of kind course. of like cuz it was like r- history is cool. The, I think as you get older being reminded that like reading isn't homework and learning about history isn't homework. Like I, I take Spanish classes now and my teacher nice. gives me like homework in between each week and I still have this like aversion to getting it done. Right. And now I'm paying for it too. So right, I'm like, yeah. I'm paying this motherfucker. He can't get mad at me for not doing homework. And it's like, <laughs> the other logic is like, I'm paying this guy. I should take it more seriously. But it, but the idea of like, like education or learning anything or anything science being like, oh, here we go. Yeah, chew it's, your vegetables. That when a guy who's like, it's hardcore history in that I tell you history, but I am a grown up who speaks to you like a grown up and I'm a good writer. And it's like, everyone was like, have you heard hardcore history? And it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, he's so badass, man. He talks like he's like, kind of angry, yeah. like, but I'm learning so much. Genghis Khan has come through yeah. the plains. And I quote, yeah. it was a bad time right. and everyone died. And, and I like, I'm not even saying it. Either way, just the fact that he pierced pop culture so hard by being like, remember history? And like, yeah. it's like, guys, yes, it's like, it's not schoolwork anymore to learn. Like, and and Discovery Plus, love that you guys are work- That used to be like the like science hub. Now it's like a weird entertainment hub in that like yeah, Alaskan yeah. knife forgers is now somehow like you're learning more or whatever. But it 
this push to like we're pushed away from it everything is for enjoyment and then like adam ruins everything is another example of like we can teach you stuff but it has to be from like a negative standpoint it has to be like this is sucks because the reality is that like modern modern audiences like we have to find like all right we smoke a robotic bong played by one of the most (laughs) charming voices in the world we're two comedy guys and we are going to present and promise it'll be nice yeah exactly it's like you're it's okay it's not school like don't be triggered by this like no, but meanwhile, when you're having a conversation, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just like I'm a freak when I go to parties and we talk about shit. Like, I'm always like love hearing new shit and people talking about, yo, yes. do you hear about the orcas that are like sinking the boats in Spain? And it's like, fuck, yes, that's amazing. The orcas that's are fucking- teaching each other how to sink boats. That Dude, okay. So in the last like three years. Like, yeah, can like, we talk about this for the next hour, by the way? As I, soon as you brought it up, yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, gay. this is perfect. And the, uh, a fact I learned a few years ago about crows being able to remember faces and then also convey that face information to the rest of the murder to be like, when this Poitras character comes by, remember, we hate him. And everyone hates. Yes. Now, all the crows. That blew my mind. And in a way that kind of, you know, you like learn a fact that unlocks. Like, I'm like, what else do these allegedly dumb animals what else are they capable of that isn't necessarily thought or talk but like that is an intense ability on crows and then i the next time i felt that really hard was when i read the orca story and again my environmental crazy friend shout out paul young aka yummy uh yummy and i were texting about this the moment it happened it's like and if you like avatar as much as i do you're like fire oh, yeah. Like, yes, dude. Firecon is real, dude. Firecon is, is real. I'm weeping. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yes, man. Yeah, this, like, let the whale get revenge. Let the whale get revenge, man. So, 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 a story okay. like that hits me on, like, fucking 12, like, A1 steak sauce. It hits you right here. It hits you right here. <laughs> but it's like, oh, it's envir- It's like animals standing up for themselves. It's like interesting <laughs> yes. science because it's communication between a pod of orcas. It's... And, but then they're taking they're, down rich yachts. Yes, they're ta- they're, it's like it's. They're it's taking like, a side. They're accidentally political now. Like they're like they're, they're, everyone's like, I hate orcas. They're such libs. It's like yeah. no, what no. Are we, <laughs> what are we gonna do about wealth inequality, man? And then the orcas are like, I got a fucking idea. Like, <laughs> how about you let us all out of the fucking prisons you've been keeping us in for twenty years in Tampa, <laughs> and we'll fucking knock down fucking Bezos's super yacht <laughs> or whatever. We can Fuck. work something out here, guys. Come on, look what see we what can the, do. See what we're learning here. You see this tech that we're picking up on, which is like how to take down yachts. <laughs> yeah, and like that shit just appeals to me so much because also in the fear of environmental issues like when you find that nature has some things in its arsenal like that is always fucking like a beautiful you know what it it reminded me of we we, because we were one episode we almost did but we didn't was on sperm whales and back you know like moby dick times and whaling and shit like that in the first iteration of whaling sperm whales learned and taught each other how to make like a formation that would that would basically throw off whalers like before in like the the first sort of generation of of whaling vessels uh the 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 sperm whales were able to like identify them and they made a whole formation of each other where they like i think it's like they kind of like make a circle with each other where they were able to like deflect the harpoons and also like basically get away from the boats unscathed 
They oh. like learn like, circle each the other. wagons. Yeah. It's like they would do a, it's like circle the wagons. Like the, the safest way to be when you were in a wagon train was to make a circle to fight off all the invaders coming at you. And the sperm whales were learning the exact same thing, like same kind of thing. And then they oh. taught each other like up the coast and shit like that. And whalers like whaling dipped like way down until I th- there was some new invention. Some I think uh, maybe maybe like a newer sail or something that it we was, did. Exactly. It was like the boats it. got just good enough that it didn't matter anymore. Yeah. It was like they were like ah, able to both sides of them. science. Yeah, <laughs> right, every yeah, side right, can yeah, use science. Right, unfortunately, yeah, science yeah. figured out how to fool the whales again, and <laughs> yeah. then we could fucking extract all their fucking oil. And uh, God. Yeah. The fucking uh, and and now as I, I I'm an old I guess hippie whatever I've become like anything like this where it's like nature fighting back in some yeah. way like that shit appeals to me in such in such powerful ways and like it, 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 in like dumb movies like av- I'm like weeping throughout Avatar two about I'm like it was the it was incre- it was like as soon as they introduced that storyline in Avatar 2, I was like, I'm going to love this movie. I'm going to love this aspect of this I so know, hard. I know. It's so, so fucking perfect. It's like, they're like, we're doing mining in episode one. We're doing whaling in, in the second movie. We're going to yes, make your life. whaling. <laughs> yeah. And, and so- they were like, we don't give a shit about mining anymore because these fuckers, they have one little thing that makes all of this possible. This and orange it was like, sauce oh, that makes you yeah, live forever. orange <laughs> sauce that we're going to extract from them. And it was like, oh, no. And then as soon as we were seeing them all make connections with the whales, I was like, yes, dude, they're just going to all. When it's like, no, she was a beautiful songwriter about a whale. I was like, fuck, yes, this is my movie. <laughs> I'm on board. The songwriter whale died. We got to fuck it. And even just the idea that they waste like a hundred and ninety nine 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 point nine nine pounds, a uh, million pounds of the whale just to get the yellow juice and just like dump it out is so like it's so. American, it's so yeah, modern of like, yeah, kill them all. Oh, man. get this and get rid of the rest. <laughs> and like, yeah. just that idea of like, we kill this animal for one one hundredth of a percent of its bo- mass, and the rest of it is just <laughs> the rest like, of it is disrespect. <laughs> yeah, like shark fin soup or whatever. And right, it's just like, yeah. yeah, like just calling that shit out. Ah, uh, the fucking and. We need, it feels like we need more science education for a lot of reasons, right? We're talking about this, like science communication, even more, even as much as education, but people, we, we, everyone needs to learn, but also at, at the same time, like people need to be like a little inspired. I think, I think we we just need shit to talk about that isn't like the same shit over and over. Like (laughs) that's what I like about science is like, oh, thank God. I'm not talking about fucking like Twitter or Trump or whatever. I can talk about fucking how leaf cutter (laughs) ants. Cool dope facts like right now there's this crazy debate in science going on that is like political where they're like is it okay that we're named that like they're looking back at all the names of birds that they've given and they're like we named some birds after some known racists like is that okay (laughs) and like it's not it's like it's funny that it's like not okay and it's it's also funny that this is happening in this sphere now but there was like a quote by a guy who's like i'll be honest he was like the head of the dc chapter of birding and he's like look I wasn't looking for this information. I, I was just trying to bird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and like, they politicized like, birding, man. Dude, like, I was just trying to bird. But I can't ignore, like, that, you know, a guy who, like, you know, displaced my great-grandfather during the, you know, the Trail of Tears or whatever. It, the, one of my favorite Orioles is named after him. And it was, like, 
was like, uh, yeah, you can't. I got to get. I got a great photo of the red-breasted Kevin Spacey. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I've got bad I don't know, news man. for you, dude. I don't know if I'd post that. <laughs> My favorite bird, Mr. Dude. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh no, man. Fuck, dude, he did it, man. Yeah, yeah. that that's that's fucking thrilling. Like, to, Matt, you or uh, Zach, one of you said cool facts. That's another thing that rules about science. Is that yes. it's like facts. It's like we can all everyone can just argue about tenet or succession <laughs> or anything like that. But science has some facts, yeah. you know, like some objective facts. Now, you can have different opinions on those facts, but the, it, yeah. at least it's like one one dash of objectivity in like a topic is like kind of enriching these days, like where everything seems to be. And arguably, a lot of people are saying science is subjective and up for interpretation. So much, everything else can be up for interpretation. Everything can be a lie, at least for a large segment of the population. Science is facts, or at least the search out of facts. And science has shown us some facts. But, like, that's even a controversial, like, or, or like, that's well, even also, like a no, weird yeah, well, thing so to we, say. We, yeah. So meeting all these scientists and stuff like that, the thing is they're, like, obsessed with facts. They're obsessed with everything. Like, is this true? Is this not true? Like they, but like to the most granular level, like that is what they've devoted their lives to is to try to figure out if something is or is not true. And to the point also where like shit keeps being disproven and there's other theories and other things like this, but like all they care about is observing the world and trying to figure out what's true. And they're such crazy nerds about it. It's incredible. Like they it's want to know incredible. the truth. That they, it's also great that built into all of this is them being wrong and admitting it and moving on to the next thing. Like being wrong is part of the process of science. And like, and that is like, it's weird how also in today's society, nobody wants to be wrong. No one ever wants to admit that they are wrong. Hey, I'm no one sorry. To, like one, one attack <laughs> on science is just that scientists are wrong sometimes. And it's like, that's the attack on them. And it's like, yeah, but then they say we were wrong. We had it wrong. We retested it. And now this is our new theory or guess if we don't know it as a fact yet. And it's like, that's part of science is like trial and error and figuring shit out. And yeah, a willingness to admit that something that they held dear for so long, for hundreds of years even, is actually not correct. And they need to reframe our, our thinking or change our minds on something is like, it's crazy. And they still butt up like there are scientists that still experience frustration. Like one of our our scientists who we had for our moon episode, she her her big claim to fame is that she uh she theorized that the moon is actually a few hundred million years older. That's right. Is that right, Climate? It's a mm -hmm. hundred like it but in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much older, but it's like a few hundred year, million years older than we thought. And she had a lot, there was a lot of pushback from other scientists to her being like, what are you talking about? The moon is this old. You can't say that. And she's like, I don't know. Look at this. And then she had enough evidence that they're like, all right, maybe, maybe, I don't know. And it's like, that's, it's, that, that's part of it is the push and the pull. That what no one will say outside of like scientists will be like, we're not sure we're right. looking. That's yeah. not yeah. something any layman, layman says about anything anymore. <laughs> no, of course not. Nobody said everyone has an opinion on everything now. Like uh, the internet allows us to kind of voice that or have a minimum light scraping of knowledge about everything. So we could say, I have an opinion on that. 
And so this rolls into what you guys were talking about earlier about like our disdain for expertise in modern society or whatever, but, or like that money is actually more of a factor than like time spent working in a field. Like this person's rich. So they're obviously uh, got something right. Let's listen to them. They but must be an expert. Yeah. Scientists will say, we don't know. We're looking into it. Or we think it's most likely that this is the, you know, then they will say absolutely some things. Then they will say like, there, this is unknowable. And right. like, I think that like, no one else will say that. Like, it feels like uh, in conversation, you rarely hear, like you said, we rarely hear people say, I was wrong about that. So now my new, uh, my, my new thought is blank. The moon is actually 80 instead of 70. That's my new thought. Now that I looked into it, it's fine. In real life, everyone's like, no, the thing I posted 10 years ago is still my, like through gritted teeth. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I still believe this exact yeah. fact. It's like, and if we don't I never, allow, I, I never even said it. Yeah, I, I don't remember even saying that. What you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, what the fuck? But I also, if I did, it was right, man. At the time, like, what was it? The uh, like uh, in the NBA playoffs, you know, like the Heat, the Heat and Celtics were just going against each other, and the Celtics like were down three games, and the coach that everyone was lambasting and was going after is like, this guy's not ready for it, Coach Joe Missoula. At one point, they were asking him questions about like how the Heat were beating the Celtics, and his answer was just like. I don't know. We got to figure that out. And then there, and then everyone was like weak. This guy's weak. And it was like, why are they? The, he's admitting they don't know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I think you should feel fine to like play a basketball game, come to the <laughs> microphone, and be like, I, I don't. It just I, got, I need I a little know. bit of time. Like, I got yeah. I got to really buckle down. I got to get some X's and O's on my dry erase board at home. And sort this. It literally shit out. just happened. <laughs> right. I don't know what happened because it just happened. I'm like, sorry. I'm still reeling. Me? I'm a little. My throat hurts a lot from yelling for the last night. Yeah. yeah so if you could just give me a second, I'll nah, let me. Weak. <laughs> it's a weak coach right there. Admit he doesn't know. And yeah. and I think for some of us, for people like for a lot of. There's something appealing about meeting someone who's or there's something interesting or enjoyable or I deems deemed respectful of someone who's dedicated their life to learning something like yeah. like that. It's amazing. Like that, that's so that's fucking such a amazing to me. Crazy passion for it. Like all these scientists that we talked to. I mean, they were so passionate about it, they were down to like clown around with us to try to like get their like, you know, science out there. They were like, well, yeah, sure, let's do this. But the thing is, is they were all down because they all love the thing they were doing. And from that love comes a joy to like joke about it and like make, you know, do fun stuff. And we also like the kind of fun that I think we had with them was the kind of fun that they like about just like imagining, you know, how fungus actually interacts with trees and like a weird you know, right. you know we, we have know all these that metaphors. they're in communication but like what if we hypothesized a little bit hypothesized yes. a little yeah hypothesize oh. <laughs> I just nosebleed oh fuck oh my the God, triple pun <laughs> we have smoke is making the greatest pun <laughs> the greatest pun <laughs> it's happening folks he's putting it together holy Holy shit. Uh, Weed smoke's coming out of his ears. God, there's just silence then as Matt and I, like, we, we figure out how to call an ambulance to come to your house <laughs> and we're still podcasting. He didn't say his address. Like, I don't know where he lives. Yeah, I don't know. I see him in the Zoom, though. I see him in the Zoom. He's passed out. I don't know what to do. Wait, let's just get our plugs out real quick in case dude ends up using <laughs> Yeah, I don't, he, I don't think he stopped recording, though, so this might come out. So check out High Science on yeah. Max. <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> 
yeah, we're sure Gavis will be back. Uh, we think he's still breathing. <laughs> Good morning, high and mighty listeners. It's John Gabris here to talk to you about AG1. Yes, it's the morning time now. That's when I record my ads. I'm an up early boy, and I love my athletic greens. I take it literally every day. As a matter of fact, I just got back from camping where I brought a few of my travel packs and shook them up in my water bottle in the morning in order to get my day started right because I wanted to start my day with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients at the highest quality. They give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boost in energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. Yeah, I didn't want to take pills first thing in the morning because it makes me a little nauseous. So jamming down my AG1. With a nice big glass of water, uh, you know, shake, uh, you know, stir it in there, shake it up, however you do it. I personally, you know, while camping, uh, you know, use the packet to kind of like, you know, uh, sniper it into the uh, into the water bottle. You know, you bend the packet a certain way and it acts as its own funnel. Pour that in there and boom, I I never have to miss a day. I just, just pour it into ice cold water and chugged it down right there on the beach while I was camping, and it was such a great way to start my day. Now, you know I say the same thing all the time, but that first little baby step of a healthy choice, you know, then you skip putting sugar in your coffee, then maybe you don't have a, a Danish for breakfast, and, and, and you know, then maybe you uh, have a salad for lunch, and then holy shit, you're, you know, three quarters of the way through the day making healthy choices the whole way, so... Do yourself a favor. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's athleticgreens.com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Check it out. I'm here to tell you not all drugs are created equally. Okay, psilocybin, for example, when taken thoughtfully at sub-hallucinogenic levels can sharpen your focus, hone your mental clarity, unleash your creativity, expand your mind, open your heart, and ease your anxiety. While you shouldn't experiment with those shrooms you got from your brother's sketchy friend, Schedule 35 takes a science-backed approach to microdosing shrooms. I'm sure you've heard a bunch of people talking about microdosing. Well, Schedule 35 can help you by precisely measuring out every dose, verifying the age of every one of their customers, they ship discreetly, and better yet, they give you the microdosing regimen that allows you to enjoy the benefits of psilocybin without any of the hallucinogenic effects. Head over to Schedule35.co and use code MIGHTY, M-I-G-H-T-Y, for 15% off at that's 15% 15% off at Schedule 35, S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E 35.co, and use code MIGHTY. Studies have shown that psilocybin works by creating new neural networks in the brain, which will help boost focus, creativity, mood enhancement, and fight addiction. Schedule 35 ships all across Canada and U.S. and is the most notable brand currently in the space. So that's 15% off with code MIGHTY at Schedule35.co. Early on in a post-college life, uh, one of my best friends from college, I moved in with him and I met a bunch of his friends and he always had a friend named Mike the Monkey Man. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> why is Mike called the Monkey Man? It's like, oh, he's got like a doctorate in monkey science. Like, and it was just one of those guys where no one really knew what he did because he was a scientist and everyone else was like a cop or like a copywriter or something. You know, everyone else had Lego <laughs> man monkey. jobs, but he had like some weird science job that no one understood. 
And then one day when I first meet the guy, he's now my friend. Uh, I was like, hey, Dr. Monkey Man, what uh, what do you study? And he's like, well, you know, I work in a lab and I'm eventually going to teach. But he's like, my main focus, my thesis is on colorblindness in rhesus monkeys. And I go, I, I, I couldn't believe that. I thought it would be crazy enough that someone studied monkeys. As like there, you know what I mean? I'm like, that's right. nuts. This guy's getting a doctorate in monkey. And it's like, and specifically my project where I was living in the jungles of South America for months at a time was studying colorblindness in monkey. And I and and like learning something about how their genetics work via this test that they can run to determine if a monkey is colorblind or not, or whatever they do. And I was like, I can't believe. And then that's one of those things that like lifts you up when you hear like, oh, maybe people are doing this in every fa like, oh my God, is there someone out there who's like super deep on oysters right now? That's yes. thrilling. And there yeah. is. And, and you and don't even like you don't even know them. what yeah. we that's the other thing. They ask questions, they find the truth, but the truth is usually like, we need to know more. We have to go deeper. We have to get to like an even smaller thing. Like we thought we knew this thing, like. The one of the most mind blowing one like facts that we have in our show was that sharks invented teeth, basically. That like teeth, which we like associate with sharks, the that the the very first like proto sharks were actually the first living things to evolve teeth. Like that's what they did to get ahead was they came up with teeth, and it evolved from their skin. So you know how shark skin is kind of rough because yeah. you know, they have these things called denticles on their backs, which if you like get like a microscope and look really close, they look like teeth. Well, like uh, a like scale. My, yeah. Like the a, scales like look like teeth. And I always assumed like, oh, they, they're like teeth moved to be on their skin. So they were rough. But it was the opposite. The skin, the scales, their teeth scales moved into their mouth and then grew to become teeth. And then they started munching on shit. So they like came up with that. And then when we were researching this, there are all these people who specifically study like all the like competing theories about this were about the most like arcane elements of teeth. And so they were actually all basically like prehistoric shark dentists was like what they were really studying was like how teeth work on sharks that no longer exist. And they were all experts in like yeah, mouths that don't exist. Like just the most specific shit. Where like even I learned that fact and we were like, this is so sick. But then going into it, I was like, oh my God, people are like debating skin, like the most arcane elements about a shark's mouth and how it would develop that you could never even like imagine. You can get 10 scientists together, 10 shark scientists together, and all 10 of them study something different about sharks that's even more granular than you can imagine. Yes. You can get 30 shark scientists together and there might be some overlap on studies, but they might have opposing uh, ideas. Yes. And that's just fucking thrilling that it's like, I'll we'll be like, I no, I study shark mouths, but he studies sharks teeth. So I, I, I this guy studies shark tongues. So yeah. No, I don't have any clue what this guy. Is I doing. would talk to him. He's more of a tail guy. Yeah. I'm a fucking me. No, I'm, a, I'm a dorsal. I've never I'm a dorsal. My whole. People. I mean, I took I did 12 credits a tail, but right, I'm, sure. I put 24 yeah. in dorsal fin, you know, so I only have like a minor in tail. Like, and I honestly hate their thoughts about tails, so I wouldn't even listen to them. Yeah, so, yeah, like, they just tail person. They said the tail used to be teeth. I think the teeth used to be a tail. <laughs> I think it's bullshit. The tail clearly used to be hands. I, anyways, like we'll we'll move on. Dude, 
And and sometimes, and I, I I'm a fan of the paranormal. I'm a fan of like extraterrestrial shit. When that stuff, when the cryptid stuff and the uh, <laughs> alien stuff is like backed down just enough, so it's one degree away from science. Of like, here's something I heard recently that like I can't stop thinking about, and I don't know if it's pure science or if it's a little bunky. But the reason our fingers prune up when we're wet is to give us better grip underwater on rocks and stuff, and it's from when we were like water mammals, like in the evolutionary chain, it's from yeah, when we yeah. were in the sea that, and it was like, I guess people call it like the water ape theory, I think. And it's like, there was like, and so, and you're like, that's crazy, but there isn't really like a biological reason why they would prune up in water. Like that doesn't make that much sense. Like, so, right. and that shit just like got me. And then I'm like, in my head, that's science. And then I'm like, or am what I'm hearing is like ancient aliens. Like, am I? And like, and <laughs> that's a, fine line. a lot of stolen science valor from these guys, from the Graham Hancocks of the world and shit right, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love them. I love 100%. to listen to them and love to hear that. 100%. But they always do the one thing where they're like, we do know that shark teeth come from their skin. So. That means, and then it's like, nope. The next thing you you say yeah. that means is like, it never. Who gave yeah. them that skin? Who right. gave them the idea to have skin? Right. It must have been another being that already had skin. A yeah, skin? and that's always the, the the answer is always like, wait, it's like they had pyramids here, and Chichen Itza looked like this. Was that the aliens? Yes, it's like, right. wait, like let's just ask five more questions before we ask if it's the aliens. It's like, <laughs> how else would they have known how to make a pyramid? Like, well, I don't know. There's only so many shapes that you can like build shit into. Right. Yeah, no, no. But the aliens who probably arrived on like a pyramid-shaped saucer, you know, because why not? Uh, they must. They must have just parked one and then kind of inspired them with that. You know, that's actually so. We. It's funny you bring this up because we have an episode. Our Egypt episode is kind of like examining and doing a takedown of the ancient aliens type of logic yeah. and thoughts to those things, because their whole thing is like, well, the, the main uh, the main thing that sucks about that ancient aliens thinking is that it kind of like makes Egyptians to come out a little a little dumber where it's like they couldn't figure the shit out themselves. They needed the help yeah, of Yeah, that's like of the aliens. flip side. And like the truth, like Zach and I, I mean, like I love ancient we, aliens. And yeah, like, we're is, like, these are people who we like about. This, this shit. Totally. Yeah, we like to think but about also, this But also it's like, well, wait, the Egyptians were smart, man. They didn't need you to tell them about triangles. Like they, they could fucking figure out triangles. There's some, there's some light. It feels a little racist, a little colonial when like an old Brit, white British guy is like, in Mex in South America and in Egypt, they needed aliens to tell them how to right. do things. And it's like, okay, yeah. pal. Sorry. It was actually an old Scandinavian guy who first came up with all of this. And, he was and it makes it racist, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it tracks. Uh it was like, oh no. Some like when you read some of his books from the seventies, you're like, Jesus, this is <laughs> oh yeah, it's like some uh, bad stuff. Do but not the, name uh, a bird after this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, do not name a bird after Eric von Daniken. Don't do it. God, uh, the name is even villainous. Yes, no, yeah. I know, and he's still like an executive producer of Ancient Aliens. He's like a per he like he traveled the road, man. He like and it just uh, it, it's it's Ancient Alien stuff. We like it if it if it gets you to think about 
things, you know, the next step. It's fun to think about crazy shit. And then it's also fun to get info that maybe is connect, like someone gave to you because they connected it to some crazy shit. But now you're learning some cool other info. Like, I love that stuff. So it's like, I'm not fully against people having ideas and, and wondering if, if aliens ever came here in the past or did that stuff. I love that shit. It's just like, it was just fun to go back and like, look at all of the reasons that they think aliens did visit the Egyptians. And then, and then there were explanations for like each one of them in real life as to how the Egyptians actually came up with this stuff. And it was like, it was pretty cut and dry where it was like the, the pyramids, you know, how they make these perfect rocks. And then it's like, well, if you look at like their 40 previous pyramids, they started shitty and then they got better and better. Like they clearly like got way better at making pyramids over time. And it was like, oh, okay, all right, that's a that's a fair one. They had um, insane amount of labor. They had insane amount of free, cheap labor. You know, like uh, like that almost explains anything away. Like you know what I mean? Well, it's almost the, like, <laughs> like that. One of my favorite things to learn about that when they were building the pyramids too is that they also had teams. They would have, so they like and they know this from the graffiti written on these on like uh, um, around pyramids and and all that kind of thing is that. They would have worker teams, right? And they would they would be teams that had team names. And to get them to work better, they would do kind of competition things that we see at the office, where it's like, "Hey, can Team Kano beat these guys? Like, lift more rocks today than Team like, uh, you know, Adronis over there? They get an Let's extra serving of blank if you like, if you exactly. You know, and yeah. so, and there was so there was like there were actual they were doing a lot of the kind of middle managing shit that we see today when they were building the pyramids. Well, and also, and they it, were blowing off steam at various like the what is it like the oldest stash of like records that we have from Egypt was like a, basically a pile of garbage that we found like a dump and it was like chock full of porn. It's just got yeah, tons yeah. of Egyptian pornography. <laughs> so these dudes were like raging, building pyramids, like competing with each other in the daytime and then going back to their like little like tents and shit and just like jerking off to like very explicit <laughs> hieroglyphs. And the porn has the, these drawings of this like blue lotus flower. And that was like, and they use that flower in wines and other things to get a little fucked up. It was like a it was some it, sort it, of drug or narcotic. It was some at the sort time. of drug. Yeah. And it was, so you see this porn with also everyone's like chilling with blue lotus flowers above <laughs> their heads. And you're like, wow, they're saying these guys got fucked up and fucked. But Getting that's high, pretty cool. Having sex, you're building pyramids. It's the best time to be alive. <laughs> And some motherfucker's gonna tell you aliens took Yeah, right. Sand? Aliens? Yeah. I, didn't crank, I didn't crank my hog in the sand for <laughs> 900 <laughs> days in a row to be fucking. Aliens showed up. They're like, take that flower, take your dick, yeah. shove it in there. Yeah, like, right. yeah, put yeah. it in the pee <laughs> hole. Believe me, it's gonna feel weird at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what alien works. came down here to teach people it feels better to jerk how off if you're hot? We know like, how to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Aliens taught us to fuck, not, not <laughs> basic <laughs> mechanics of like, yeah. oh. This oh, so it's a coincidence that they <laughs> fucked in ancient Maya and ancient Egypt? Come on, dude. Yeah, wait, there was fucking in South America and in Africa. I mean, Africa of course, white Europeans could fuck, and they fucked very well, but yeah. these guys? Yeah. yeah, aliens taught us all how to fuck. That's, you know, like, that's why, like, this way actually makes more sense, and it's like, you know, the, a the alien position, like, showing hieroglyphs. Like, yeah. <laughs> Alien with like a fucking dog head pumping on some. Uh, yeah, man. Ear. And aliens, they were hung, dude. They were <laughs> hacking those aliens. So, you know, that's why we started drawing people with bigger and bigger dicks because the aliens first did it. Yeah, it's a real arms race. The aliens kind of ruined pornography by making everyone's hogs <laughs> yeah, so they big. They started huge. That was the problem. <laughs> that, now, 
that's that's the shit. That's where science can fucking really be electric right now is because like just be like, okay, so yeah, there's this conspiracy about blank. Let's talk about the science of it. Like that would be, I mean, if high science doesn't work, like you can get, uh, we eventually fucking keep pivoting to whatever like science the world needs in that moment. It's like med beds, med beds aren't real. Like uh, we're going to die from COVID. Like, you know, like shit like that. Like we got to start just spinning to be like, anti right wing sign like it's like just no please don't let your kids get uh the polio vaccine like you let them do that please don't. oh the talking polio vaccine let's take a rip from it like like <laughs> save, you, like you guys are forced to like become jesters to save the world like every you gotta dust off oh your it's like it's kind of like fentanyl right guys like, it's fentanyl for your kids polio <laughs> yay fun let's say it's it feels so crazy right now to be like science is weird for science to be like an uh, an up in the air thing. It felt like what happened to us all? Everyone was a kid once like science is cool. What what do we become so jaded, so like disinterested in like the world that like I think it's that like more and more science was telling us that we are running our society in an incorrect way. For us to continue to survive and like i think as soon as they started warning us about things like climate change and shit like that people were like that's when i feel like there was really doubt introduced about scientists and science and like it was like no, no no these guys don't know what they're talking about don't worry about it like we can't do that's silly like humans affecting the whole earth's atmosphere no way and like as soon as it just became more and more both i think people just started attributing scientists as just being kind of like negative nancy's and then, like, and just because all they do is just tell us that we're screwing up the, up the world. Smoking's and the bad. End. Drinking's bad. Cars are bad. Okay. Then how come my dad drank, smoked, and drove and died at 53? Okay. Yeah, how sick. <laughs> that's not science. Uh, you, you touched on something there. Like, truly, it's not until the science started saying, like, guys, I think we might be doing some stuff wrong. And people were already far. Now. Uh, we could also attribute in like kind of what you're talking about, Zach, in more recent times, a huge financial uh, motivation to not believe scientists. So fossil fuel industries pumping that fucking, you know, get throwing any fuel on the fire of like, don't believe scientists that they can because it affects their bottom line. Truly coming out with like the, Hey, don't litter. Hey, reduce your carbon footprint. Hey, you should recycle. Like all that shit, putting it on the consumer. Right. Uh, all that dislike climate change. Oh, okay. Then if it's so if it's so hot out, how come it snows or whatever? Like the fucking all the dumb questions people ask. Like that was also this. That system was a little juice. That was a little nudged by fucking true dark money behind it. And and we. We know that that will happen. That's going to happen again. Like we're yes. trying. All signs point to cars being bad for the world. Like both in just in the idea of oil, and then also cars themselves killing way more people than uh, they should. Yes, uh, no, just yeah. For, yeah, oh, like, but you're going to let some nerd tell you not to drive? That nerd I, probably doesn't even know how to drive, man. He wants a bicycle. You're going to listen to that fucking joker. Yeah, it's independent like, yeah. freedom, like independence, butts yes. up against this a little bit, and that's like something that we like built our entire country on. Uh, 
in a we in an accidentally set ourselves off to be like this is going to be hard when we eventually have uh you know a team made up of all all stars like we're not going to want to pass the ball ever here and like i feel like we've gotten to this point now where everyone who was raised on a like individual excellence kind of thing is like we're like oh we need to zoom out and think about community and collective asap again we moved away from that pretty fucking hard and i think science any science that points us back into a way of like Guys, believe it or not, I don't think just buying cooler electric cars is going to save the world. Guys, believe it or not, I don't think recycling's working the way we thought it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, come on, man. I'm just trying to enjoy my day. Like, next you're going to tell me, like, not to buy, you know, like Starbucks a few times a day or something. Like, that. Right. What's, what's crazy to me is like the QAnon, like that kind of stuff, the amount of like work that a lot of those people do, like digging through documents and trying to disprove. Like, I think a lot of people did actually learn a lot of like bio trying to disprove COVID and like, you know, prove that the vaccines were like, you know, it's like, cause a lot of their stuff, they like, like reference like mRNA, you know, they understand mRNA, they understand like peptides, they understand like all these things, but then right at the very end, they're like, nah, that means it's gonna make your, your fucking uterus into, into a spike protein and, and you're going to like shit out fucking Corona Vex, like giant Corona orbs. And it's like, Oh, you're so close. But it's like the amount of time that a lot of these people got sucked into these rabbit holes. They may as well have gotten a master's. They may have well have like enrolled and read all the fucking books and really learned about it. And honestly, I would encourage people, if you really are going to throw away your life and all of your friends and your job, believing in this stuff, then you might as well enroll in a master's program and really learn this shit because like, that's what those people are doing. They're just like obsessing over one specific thing and trying to just, prove everybody who's been saying shit before if you're that contrarian and that smart and that problem solving go become a scientist yourself like science is filled with like asshole contrarians just like you like literally that's who they all are and like they just like learned and got knew the truth rather than are just like guessing on 4chan yeah and there's this weird thing of like if you just because we all have the internet people could just say like i've done the research yeah, right, like, done the such research. an annoying phrase i've done the research i've done the research and it's like you need to no, but the, the thing is like at universities, everything is like peer reviewed. Yes. So like you have to turn to eight other people who are who have also done the research and go, does my research look good? And and the people can pick it apart, you know? Right. And if you don't do that on your YouTube show, you what you're doing is no longer science. Like if you're not like running it through a test to determine uh, your you maybe have a hypothesis. But if you're not testing it and learning it, then you are like not doing science. But people will just fucking believe that person. And I don't know when it happened. When did we when did like expertise become corny? And like it's like actually the suaver the communicator, the better, rather than like the better the the more truthful the info fell and the suaver the communicator rose. And then yeah. I think a third factor that is like hearing what you want to hear. Like yeah. if someone is saying what you want to hear, that's who you adhere to, weirdly enough. And and you'll hear from people on the right say that shit about, you know, it's like, well, you just listen to the echo chamber. I'm like, well, the echo chamber does feature some scientists like and some <laughs> economists, like ec uh, economists, economists. Yeah. And a couple of economists. We got an alchemist and uh, two you phrenologists. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough when it also goes back to just like education itself, like 
going to college, getting a master's, that's already going down the wrong path for a lot of these people <laughs> that you guys yeah, are even college talking education about. Like, is the scam. You got to be an idiot to go to college. It's so well, expensive. And it's to like, be fair, it is very not- expensive. And that's a fucking yes. But that's the problem. Not like wanting to get a fucking education. Right. Well, also master's programs not being rewarded in the job market either. Sure. Like, like where it's like, if you if you pump out a bunch of MBAs or a punch pump out a bunch of people who have business majors or uh, like or you know whatever like that world we're never gonna get to anyone who's like I'm actually I'm studying astronomy like we're not gonna get a sh- people to study astronomy if it's like becoming like Hollywood where it's only for like the sons uh, for the mm. children of academics or the children of wealthy people Brand. where you can go to school for eight years now. It, People like if you go to school for eight years, you come out and you are pinned like y- your only option is like join the military. It's like the, like like <laughs> like a doctorate in any science right now is like they're struggling for work. Like when that should be who's being rewarded the most <laughs> like in our society. Like, oh, you studied this really hard. We will find a place because we think this could help the world. We will find money for you. Find a lot. And like I, anything that puts the light back on like. Let's get behind some science. Like, so like you guys doing this show, anything that's like a fun (laughs) podcast about science, like anything that points it in that direction where it's like, if a 10 year old goes like, I actually am going to become a marine biologist and it doesn't get kicked out of them by their age. Like everyone, you know, wanted to be a marine, our generation, like everyone wanted to be a marine biologist because of Shamu and Pagu and like the mysteries of the deep and 20,000 leagues, all this stuff made you want to be one. And then like life just kicked you in the teeth until you're like, I need a a job that will, I need to study something that will get me a job. Because if I don't know, I was ju- studying to be a, a marine biologist, actually. And then he he'd stopped doing that to do comedy. So he did a, a that's yeah. kind of a double, it, yeah. Yeah, it's double out of the flip. frying pan into the fire. Real situation <laughs> there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, I figured out a way to be if seeking on to seek employment, make it even more difficult on myself. Yeah, this is too easy. This whole marine because bi- there's whole oceans, you know, yeah. like what's, and, and it's yeah. objective. Let me move to the world of subjectivity and put my opinions in Zaslov's hands or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> like I hope you like me bud stranger you know like in science it's like proven fact in in art you're like do you like this script team of weirdos i've never really interacted with and they're like no Don't you think it's fun what i'm saying Don't you you think think i've I'm been fun? doing comedy for 20 years you've worked at this desk job for three do i deserve to get health insurance this year like that's the entire fucking industry yeah, so that's what I just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting my degree in uh, marine biology now. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, yeah, yeah. this conversation three times during it, I did hit a joint in the beginning there. Three times during this, I went, "How hard would it be to get like a me- like if I started studying science? Like if I go, really go for if, it? Like if." And, but what does that get me if I'm like, I now have a master's in marine biology from Pepperdine, and I'm like, I'm 50. <laughs> like, how do I help the world now? I don't know. You could like run a boat, you know, yeah. <laughs> consult like, on Avatar whale eight. watching. Yeah, I don't know. Oh man, that would be the best just to kind of <laughs> get a consulting gig for a new Avatar. Get back like, into yeah, you Hollywood like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I studied eight years, got a science degree, and I could finally start getting some jobs in Hollywood. Yeah, man, hey guys, this marine so biologist. I get my script in, you know, four years of marine biology. I'm in with Jimmy Cameron like that. Like he's like, yeah, come on board. You know, our, our, our onset expert's pretty funny. Why don't we throw? in the movie what do you guys think (laughs) 
Yes, Holy my big sh- break. Well, I checked his resume. He hosted a game show in 2006. Whoa, I, can't I thought he was an unknown marine biologist. <laughs> but no, he's a biased comedian. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was going to crack a joke during my thesis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When you said that earlier, when you were talking about how we all need to do peer, like scientists had to go through peer reviewed stuff and get things like that. That triggered something in me in that, like, I really want to do right by science. But when we were writing the show, it was so frustrating when we would have an idea to do something and then we would be told that, like, there's only one source on it or, like, they're not sure and then we wouldn't do it. Oh, man. Which was, like, to keep our standards up. But it's it's frustrating as hell. So dude, I totally we had understand. This, dude, we had this heartbreaker John, we had this, sorry, in our Egypt episode, which does start off still with a massive Egyptian god jerking off. That's how we start off Thank you. the episode, which is good. But we had, because there was this fact that goes around all the time that Egyptians, like there would be some fertility festival where Egyptians would all line up, a, <laughs> line up along the Nile River and jerk off into the Nile. And it was like a huge, like yearly festival to like help them like fertilize the lands and things like this. And you see this and like the, all the, the pharaoh time. Pharaoh comes out. Yes. The pharaoh supposedly came out, and as everyone's jerking in the river, like they part ways, and then the pharaoh comes into the water and jerks off into the water. And so everybody's just jerking off into the water to bring in, you know, the good growth of spring. Like it's like a and there, there's a all tribute. these like today I learns on Reddit. This is like a constant one that pops up, and we had like storyboarded how to like depict this in a way that we could show on TV, like all these dudes from Yeah, behind. we're standing there and we're looking around and we just are surrounded by men jerking off into a river and we're like, what do we do? Uh, do we start? Do we join in? I don't know. And then our fucking researcher, she was, she was like, guys, I, I traced the sources on this and it's bunk. There's nothing. There's no, if you like trace all the citations and all the trivia that you find online about it, it all points to some book. But then if you read the book, it's nowhere in the book. It's like totally made up. Oh yeah. man! Oh, and it sounds so real. And then, no, and, it makes sense and it's beautiful. It sounds real and like, like an why incredible isn't our society situation. like that? Like we should be doing that. <laughs> I feel like we're only a few steps away from if you told us like the way to solve the California drought is if we all jerked off into the river. Like the I mean, LA like river. we're not too far away from that actually having been some sort of thought process. Well, thing, let's test you know? it. Let's get as many yeah, people should... as possible who are down to do it. And let's do it and just see what happens. We don't jerk off into enough things as it is already. Yeah, like, we really need to explore. We should that. be testing that constantly. We, uh, you never know. Allow me happen. to start my single hand, my single handed thing. Uh, <laughs> oh no, he's dying again. Oh, fuck. Call dying. the police. I, I wait. I did text you guys my address in case I do have okay, another pun based aneurysm. That's really funny uh, because uh, that's really funny because. I my wife just texted me shush. So I don't, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's because like that's where your comedy brain, uh, th- your comedy brain butts up right with uh, like the yes. science brain where you're like, mm-hmm. if you're like let's just do it. It's funny. It's so funny. And, it's so funny. On, it's cares? like why can't we do that? They're all like, dead. Nobody's gonna care. Such a funny. Whoever made up that fact that then became a <laughs> thought of as fact. That's hilarious that they did that. Yeah. Why can't we just celebrate that idea? <laughs> Let's teach the debate, you know? Let's teach the debate. Yeah, teach the debate. And I feel like the modern version of that is, like, that's been debunked. I, and someone would say, like, but what if it was true? Right. And but, it's like, you know, that's I terrible. bet aliens 
I bet aliens kind of told them to do that yeah, in the yeah, first probably. place. Like know? this, with a little spit, would you know? Pharaoh? <laughs> oh. The aliens, aliens are like taught communicating. Us how to spit, we, didn't, <laughs> we couldn't think of the idea to spit until aliens told us. Yeah, it's just so dry on my mouth. hand. You're spit. You're standing must... knee deep in a river if you can find moisture anywhere. <laughs> huh? Where? And then the aliens are like, and here's the Shadoof for you as well. Oh, yeah. Shadoofs are this Egyptian machine that they use to pull water out of the Nile. It's like, ah. a, it's a cool, yeah, an efficient way of pulling water out of the it's Nile. It's a cool it's name, too. Um, yeah, the Shadoof. It sounds like the ver, like the the comic book word, the onomatopoeia uh, yeah. of pulling the water out. Yeah. Shadoof. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, you're, you're so right. Yeah. Maybe, the, honestly, that might have been why it was called that. Was there like, it makes this Shadoof sound. <laughs> We yeah. have to set up the Shadoof, my son. Why do they call it that, Papa? You'll see. Well, d- have you tried it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Can I jerk <laughs> off now? Yes, son. <laughs> into the into the water, though. You Get know. Into the waters that feed our fields. Keep it off the Shadoof. <laughs> yeah, Shadoof must be clean. Uh, Papa, can I... <clears throat> Yeah, I, of course you can. We do it. Yes, very good. But that um, that makes me so happy that your fucking comedy uh, uh, computer bong that you smoke topics out of show is like got the integrity to be like, well, we can't if without enough sources, we can't have the jerk yes, off train. Yeah, it's dude, like an inch of our lives, dude. Like we took well, we, more we than explored. almost any other, more than more than like ninety five to ninety seven percent of content out there. You guys have a higher the show High Science, which features yeah. YouTube boners smoking yes. out of a computer bong, voiced by Paul, Paul Bettany, has a higher level of integrity than ninety seven percent of content out there. That's I, like I mean, fucking you, yeah. crazy. <laughs> In the Egypt episode, we also have this this photo, or we use it's like a it's a hieroglyphic scroll. It's from like one version of the Book of the Dead, and it was like it's two it's two gods who have giant erections. Okay, it, giant erections, um, and it's uh, it's called ithyphallic imagery is what it, is the scientific name for it. And we actually go into it because we want to know why there are so many gods with huge dicks in Egyptian lore, and it's because it. It actually is this is a sign of of like the earth remaking itself and growth. Like when there's a god who's sucking his own dick, and that is a sign of regrowth. Like the earth, the ah. earth is like continuously rebuilding. And we're we really want to use this image and talk about it in the show because it's like such a good example of it. But the British Museum owns the actual scroll itself. Um and when we wanted to use the image, we came up against like, you know, use rights or whatever. Um, and it, it ended up going so far that we had to send the British Museum the clip of the show where we're talking about these di- these giant dicks. And then our our Egyptian expert is explaining it to us. And we were like, oh, man, this really ne- we got to be getting this right. If the British Museum is going to let us use this image. And then they were like. Yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah, that works. That's <laughs> had to work. get reviewed by the like, premier Egyptologists. In Britain. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Yeah. The British Museum was like, and also high science is now ours. Uh, that's yeah. I know you guys uh, created this in your own culture over there, but we're gonna play it here for our people. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> on British Museum Plus, our new right. yeah. <laughs> Not even BBC. They're uh, like, no, no, British no, no. Museum Plus, British Museum Plus, BM Plus. 
PM plus. PM plus. I'm about to give another drop another BM plus this morning. Any more of these cold brews? I'll be BM plus and everyone. BM plus. Uh, uh, before I send you guys out of here, before we got, do you guys have any science entertainment that you're consuming that you could throw out as a reco for both me and, and the listeners? Uh, whether it's f- blogs, podcasts, shows, anything that like, or even old shit that you're like, uh, revisit this. It, it's like that stuff still works or whatever. Uh, I mean, I besides mean, we were shitting on it before, but Nova truly is incredible. Nova is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, but almost all of our episodes, there's like a Nova that like clearly inspired it. <laughs> there's like there's this one dude we did this our like neanderthal episode we were like we wanted to so badly do this thing where it was like us like with basically like sort of poorly cgi'd versions of like ancient humans like and like us you know living amongst them sort of and we we sort of did that like we do it's like kind of like a family reunion of all of like the hominids that like came before us because there was a time on earth when six different humans all lived on earth at the same time which is like, like it's like uh, the Neanderthals were one like that's fucking rad. There's which is crazy. Homo sapiens, Neanderthals, Homo erectus, uh, Homo uh, floresiensis, uh, Homo Dionysius. Wait, like no, homo, it, uh, the, wait. D- the the uh, Dev- Dionysians. No, not the so. Dionysians. Those... No, wait, no, that's a whole other species. <laughs> that's a, a whole other type of people. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, but the, it's so, been so too we, long since we made that episode. Yeah, no, yeah. But so we wanted to do this thing where it was like us and them poorly CGI'd, and there is like a Nova where it's like Richard Attenborough with like a poorly CGI'd like mammoth, like, and he's like standing next to it, and like it's like exactly what we like wanted, like, what we were like envisioning, and what we kind of do in the show, but like it's there. And then there's like a Nova, like our Moon episode is kind of based on the Nova where they like go. To, there's a great Nova about finding water on the Moon that we kind of like condense down so i don't know whatever nova does fucking rock uh and the, uh, you know what dude I, we should plug john dude uh zach we so all of our, all of our just, visuals yeah. yeah all of our like really epic visuals in the show were done by this guy that another executive producer on the show who we like he's like the magic behind our show he's this youtuber called melody sheep and he makes these like incredible like he basically like self-taught himself how to do like 3d graphics and like incredible 3d graphics, but he makes these like documentaries about space. He has one on how the moon forms, which we kind of like ripped off for our episode too, but he has one on like also an incredible musician. So he scores the whole thing himself. It's truly seeing somebody create an incredible thing just from their brain where it is like all this CGI that he's made himself. He scored it himself. He writes it himself. And it is just like, unbelievably thoughtful explorations into it's not sci-fi because they're it's like science worlds that scientists theorize might actually exist somewhere or yeah, like, like he'll thing. do like, like a tour of the planets of exoplanets and other solar systems and galaxies that we've observed you know and we think we know you know this is the you know like the one where like it rains diamonds and shit so he'll like make the planet where it rains diamonds and show you what it might look like oh. like shit like that like now, incredible shit we didn't say it once in these two descriptions of both Nova and Melody Sheep, but that's fucking for the stoners who are listening. This that is like that is right in the yes. wheelhouse. Just like cool visuals, yeah. trippy music, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. the diamond raining diamonds on a planet. You know, uh, a guy standing next to a CGI woolly mammoth. This is the kind <laughs> of shit that like weed was invented for. And like, yeah, like let's push back a little bit into like the like let's learn about the world like via weed too. Like. Uh, I, I like so you that that alone is exciting to hear about this guy Melody Sheep. Like 
your boy John Boswell. John, John Boswell. Yeah. Your boy. Yeah. Your boy John Boswell. It's great to hear about some like when you when I found out about your show, I was thrilled hearing about like the fact that that exists that some kid on YouTube is gonna uh, you know take a resin hit and watch that or like it's going to get served to them because they watch some other trippy thing. That makes me very happy that that's out there in the rotation of bullshit. We're forcing kids to watch via yeah, algorithm. It's good YouTube. It's yeah. like, this is what YouTube is, is this is the best that you like that. This is why YouTube, we always, we all were impressed by YouTube when it first came out was because shit like this could exist. Um, and it's, it's so good. All of the comments, it's the most incredible comment world I've ever seen. Cause usually when you see a YouTube video with comments, you know, there's a lot of just like jerk off comments and then bullshit comments and shit in other languages. And all of the comments in, in John's melody sheet videos are just like, thank you. Thank you for making this. I can't believe you made this for us. Yes, you like, are why I'm alive. Like you, you are incredible. Thank you. And it's it's just like everyone's grateful that this person is making this free, incredible sci-fi content. And oh, that's fucking great. awesome. Um, and now, where where can people uh, enough about other people's shit? Where yeah, can people see you. your shit that you guys? Besides High Science Discovery Plus, yeah, Discovery. Uh, well, it's on Max. High Science on Max. On Max. Yes, on it's Max. On Max. Yeah, High and Science. And I guess it's technically called Funnier Die is High Science. If you like, we made it with Funnier Die, it. Uh, and they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't pay for <laughs> the, the like the lawsuit for like if because the name High Science had been like used sometimes by like YouTube videos or like other things. Whatever it was, it cost a little bit more in the insurance to make it high science. So we're funnier dies high science. Funnier die was the production company to, to do, <laughs> which is like fine, I guess. Whatever, but, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Get, get, get as, as I've been saying since uh, a year ago when 101 Places came out, it's like, hey, what, get it on the, the getting on air is the vic the fact that you can find it and yes. it exists is, That's is what, the yes. victory. Like, for, yes. and it's previously thought of as permanent now it's who knows but like the fact that oh, it's out man. there now get get on it check it out on max people uh and a anything else uh you guys work your socials will be tagged with uh w in a post and in the um show notes but and anything else you guys want to plug before you get out of here um i think you should check out matt's uh audible show that also oh, just you. came out called yeah, bloodweed yeah, I have another stoner adjacent. We just got written up in High Times. It's uh, called Bloodweed, and it's like a narrative show about like uh, it's based on a real kind of like a real weed company. It's basically kind of like a new like weed tech startup that gets basically like the Russian mob comes in and kidnaps their CEO. The CEO is played by Haley Joel Osment. We have like Maria Bakalova in it. Zach Cherry's in it. Aaron Jackson's in it. Oh, like a bunch yeah. of our, Lennon Parm's in it. We have like an amazing cast, but it like also came out on 420 of this year because they like held it for 420. So I had both this. So you had two huge science. debuts on 420. Yes, yeah, and you're right, like, yeah. You're like trying to tell your family, like, "Hey, I'm like things are happening for me, and it's uh, all weed based all and happening weed. on April yeah. 20th." They're like, yeah. "Wow, thanks, Matt. You're cool. <laughs> I guess I feel bad that I yelled at you for smoking weed 30 years ago." Thank you. Yeah, you say April 20th for the people that you're not sure if they're going to be cool <laughs> with the fact that it's 420. <laughs> right, right. You're like, it's coming out April 20th, and then the people who know are like, "Oh, oh no, nice. sick! Nice I get, get it, it man. Sense. Blood weed and high science. Oh, See yeah, you there." Right. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, check that out. Check out High Science on Max. If you're going to Max, check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die after you watch High Science. Exactly. You really uh, should. They're a great parent, truly. I, I really, really actually, think honestly, do. Yeah. Do think they're, they're a great You're exploring parent. the mind. You're exploring, you know, the world. Yeah, see some culture. Cool. See some mushroom uh, communication uh, uh, under. It's funny. We'll get a whole nother time, but, like, 
I I tripped on I tripped on mushrooms at a beach house once, and my entire trip was an underworld community of like little like gnomes and anthropomorphic yes. moles and stuff. Yes, that were all like living oh, yeah. underneath there in like a in like a children's book way. <laughs> yes. but then I was like, this is not the first trip. Like people have like this imagery all the time, and mushrooms they are underground, and yet and yes. we're, I'm eating this thing from underground, and then you find out like they have a weird ability to communicate underground, and I'm like. Yes. I did I tap into that by accident? Like, That's what I, the fungus is doing, dude. The fungus was letting it. you know that it was there, dude. I, yes, like the fungal network that connects trees. I didn't know, like truffles. You know, when you like eat a truffle, that is the underground network. That's like the fruit, the like fruiting body of the like underground network under trees that like help transmit nutrients. Like their version of an apple is a truffle, and you like pluck it, and that's like a gift from them to us too. Oh fuck! They're like, yeah, don't don't kill up all our roots. We'll give you the most expensive oh, thing. We'll yeah. keep <laughs> we'll keep a dozen of the worst LA restaurants in, in tons of money. Uh, <laughs> Just let us be, and we'll keep pigs at in work. Trust us, right. take us. We'll get pigs. Keep pigs busy. Pigs we won't and eat them so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dudes. Well, today we happen to be recording this on Tuesday, May thirtieth. No idea when this episode comes out, but I'll tell you what I'm <laughs> yeah. doing after this. I'm getting high. And I'm going to watch some high science and some oh, yeah. I think you should leave season three, which premieres <laughs> yes, today dude. as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, John, John, thank you so much for having us, man. This was a blast. This was thank so you, rad, man. man. I Congrats. That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now. Somewhere, somehow, body blow, body blow, body blow. someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.